0: Welcome to another episode of The Greatest Pod, where we discuss and debate what makes something great.
1: I'm Ed Greer. And I'm Ron Swallow. And the question we're asking is, are comfort TV shows and movies the greatest? Now, obviously, what we're talking about is any show that you watch that makes you just chill out and enjoy it and happy and and you don't have to overthink or... or analyze anything it's just literally for enjoyment and to feel relaxed Mm -hmm. so ed how do you feel about those and and what are some of the ones you're into
0: well i think uh first of all i'll state that uh, it is my uh it is my duty to overanalyze each and every one of these choices and (laughs) (laughs) It it is my duty also to interrogate whether or not we should be just relaxed watching the same fucking thing over and over and over again. Because like the ones yeah. that I I watch over and over and over again, I think if somebody was trying to do a psych profile of me, you know what I mean? I'd I'd come up looking like a fucking serial killer or something. Because sometimes I'll watch like I'll like uh, I got it from my girlfriend I think, or she does it. I will watch. I would watch Aliens four times a week if you let me. If I just have utter autonomy of my 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 space and what I'm doing at my time that's what would happen probably four or five times a week. I watch aliens, but due to the fact that I like have a life and shit, it turns out to be like once a month and a half, which is still up there. (laughs) You know what I mean? I watch aliens a
1: lot. Okay. And, and why do you watch aliens so much? What is it? What is it about it that makes you want to put it on all the time? Because, you know, a lot of times with comfort stuff, it's like something you watch in the background, even you can be drawing, you can be doing anything and that it sort of kind of plays in the background um, or or you sit down and watch it. I mean, that definitely happens as well. But what is it about aliens that just like hits that spot for you? Because we know it's a great movie, but that's not the only reason.
0: Yeah, I'm, I think it's got really distinct parts for you to be able to every comfort thing has distinct parts of it where you can check out and be drawing, be looking at your phone, be living life, be vacuuming, be, you know what I'm saying? There's something about Ripley facing her fears. Ripley being able to go back to a place she barely escaped, which is a proximity with alien motherfuckers with acid for blood. So she escapes alien motherfuckers with acid for blood and then gets asked to go supervise some dudes who are going to go see if there's aliens with acid for blood someplace. And she goes, that's a really bad idea because I think there's a lot of aliens with acid for blood at that place where you're going to go. And they go, look, bitch, you ain't got no skills and you're like a unpaid laborer when you were an executive or an executive trucker at least at your last job. So it's like she lost her whole shit with her. She, ha- she was a parent of a kid, came back kid older than her because she was in hypersleep. Her life was like ruined by this alien event you know what i'm saying and, and her getting lost in space so long story boring it's just about this lady who finds herself a woman out of time like captain america being p- pressured by her her own uh her nightmares about the event and her own like shit she's trying to process about what happened to her i need to get some goddamn money and i need to face this motherfucking fear or else it's gonna chase me around the whole rest of my life yeah. and she goes to a place, and soldiers are dying around her that, to get down to only her and a fucking half android, and she succeeds where they could not. Yeah. It's just, it's just a triumph of human will, and it's it's up there with anything from Die Hard to all those movies where you know you got you find a way to grit it out. It's it's capital A the best or one of the best of those movies that have ever been made being in that world and being that being next to that person who could conquer that type of shit just makes me feel fucking good man <laughs> it just makes me feel good
1: that makes sense um for me i mean the one that pops into my head that i watch the most often is probably thor ragnarok
0: yeah uh, i think uh ragnarok has a has a lot more spice to it than a, than a lot of other Marvel movies. So, like, why why did you pick that particular dish, my friend?
1: I mean, it feels like you're leading me into it, but it does feel like that's why. It's just a little different than a lot of the other Marvel movies. There's And somehow they pulled off taking themselves not seriously, but also... Being serious about not taking themselves seriously—does that make any sense? Because <laughs> because it's not it's not silly for the sake of silly, although it has moments like that with with um, Cork, uh, and so like it's it, but it's there's just like a lot of really good funny moments, but also a lot of genuinely like like kind of poignant moments too. You know, what I mean, like when his dad dies and he's he can see he's getting so riled up. And then his hammer gets destroyed. He, literally everything that he's ever like just had in his life is taken from him. Mm-hmm. Um, except for his brother, who's kind of shitty. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And on top of that, Thor becomes a different character in this. Like he he becomes better in a lot of ways because he finally admits that his brother is who he is. Instead of trying to make him into something else, he just accepts him as kind of a pain in the ass who's going to do stupid shit. I mean, Loki technically wins the day, you know, in a way, uh, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, there's just all these great moments and it makes me laugh the whole time. And the fight scene in between Hulk and Thor is fantastic. Mm-hmm. The rest of it is the rest of the fight scenes are like pretty great too, but really that one is just like amazing.
0: Well, I, I think, uh, I think it's interesting that, uh, that movie has a lot of fighting, but it also has a lot of meditating on, like sometimes you can't fight your way out of something. Like I think in the end, it it just, uh, when they, the course of action that they take to defeat the big thing in that movie is kind of like, yeah, that's kind of what you got to do sometimes. Sometimes you just got to say, fuck it, you know, and you're not going to, uh, win the day by running right at it and trying to hit it with a hammer sometimes yeah. you're gonna have to fucking just let it let certain things happen so that you can get out of there and, and forge new stuff although then that also come and kill you a couple months later <laughs> yeah, <still.
1: laughs> but then uh, home is I love the idea too that home is where you make it like you know home is where your people are and mm-hmm. your people can also be a variety of of characters that you just allow to be your people, you know. Um, yeah. I love stuff like that as a sort of misfit. Like anytime the misfits are sort of banding together to sort of like survive, I love stuff like that. That's something that I think is interesting is I'm so curious about who's regular in the pantheon of of if
0: those people that live in Asgard, yeah, are w- gods, what would they be gods of? Because there's so many of them and they're just <laughs> wandering around and stuff.
1: Yeah, you know that's something to think about too. Is everybody who lives on Asgard a god, or no? Is it some people who are just regular ass people? Are you uh, I, a regular ass god? Like a regular?
0: Well, like god? regular as regular as guardians can lift like 30 tons, so they're not regular people. Yeah, but as far as like maybe they're the gods of lesser shit, like you know, like like hey. there's. Oh, yeah! God, God of grass clippings, God of fucking—you <laughs> know what I mean? Just simple. They're just just gods of simple shit that gods you that eyelashes. you use every day. They
1: got like really good eyelashes.
0: Yeah, just like gods of number two pencils.
1: <laughs> Sorry to go off on that side note that I just thought about. But it was just something that I was thinking about. But I just love this movie because it's nice and simple and fun. And you can put it on the background and look at it and go, Oh yeah, that's fun. And then go back to doing something or working on something, then go back and look at it and take a few minutes and enjoy how fun and fast paced it is. I think that's all it is.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, what's what would what would some what would a piece of T V like that be for you?
1: Oh, that's Mm-hmm. Well look, that's drag if it's simple and that I'm that I can stop paying attention and then go back and pay attention, that's Dragon Ball Z.
0: Okay, I got to stop you right there, bud, and it isn't just because I have no cultural connection to Dragon Ball Z, not for being I'm not a weeb, I don't I don't get any no, of it. You're not. But but I got to say this. I'm not You cannot me. not look at animation. Too many people works too hard on every single millisecond of that <laughs> fucking cartoon for you to be fucking around not looking at it is disrespectful and i <laughs> cannot I, let that aggression stand man well
1: i'll be honest what i usually do with dragon ball z is uh, that's when i work out like uh, when i'm when i'm getting back into working out again uh, mm-hmm. i will put on dragon ball z and uh, you know i'll do pushups while while uh, goku's okay that's that's doing the exception pushups in 200 200- no. Yeah. You know, a hundred times gravity and and fighting and Frieza. You know, like that. that's the That's, okay. that's the kind of what I do with that. So, okay, okay.
0: that Okay, now that is utterly permissible because you're going to get hella swole if you're trying to keep up with Goku. He's a bunch <laughs> of drawings that so you're a person. If you're yeah, trying to do yeah. what a bunch of drawings can do, you're going to be um, buff as hell.
1: So let's get in shape with Dragon Ball Z. Uh yep. that's gonna be my new that's my new videos, guys. I'm gonna just make new videos about <laughs> getting shape with Dragon Ball Z. And it's just me watching Dragon Ball Z doing push-ups. <laughs>
0: so okay, uh so yeah, uh, Dragon Ball's uh, Dragon Ball is your comfort TV. What's my comfort TV? Well, I it's guess one mine of my is comfort TV shows, though. Yeah. You know uh, what the other one
1: is, but let's hear yours first.
0: Uh we'll save that for the headliner because you probably have the most to say about that one. Um as far as other TV, I think my other TV shit, my TV stuff goes in like cycles. Like I'll cycle okay. through something like I went through um, right as the uh, uh, the pandemic brother uh, hit. Uh, I was in a fucking Cheers stage. It was on oh. some streaming platform, maybe Netflix or something. And I just was like, man, I don't put this shit on. This shit is probably lame as hell, dog. And I put it on and it's dated and it's 80s and it's all those words that idiots use to disqualify something. Uh and it's all and it has uh all this uh kind of uh humor that we would probably not do anymore and shit like that. It's like and I'm not talking about like, oh, grabbing uh Shelly Long's little ass or nothing like that. I'm just talking about like even the structure of the jokes, we wouldn't yeah. do these type of jokes anymore. And you go back, and much like something like Golden Girls, which pound for pound, I think Golden Girls is superior to Cheers. But Cheers has this like all these different types of people, white people, all these different types of white people in yeah. Boston kicking it at this place. And they're different social strata, they're different uh places they're coming from. Uh, the diversity of the white people in Cheers, uh, really like is heart is heartening on some level. You know, if you if you watch it knowing all those factors I just said, you watch it, it's got some decent shit in it as far as building a world, this cohesive world where people like really live and really have rituals, and every sitcom is just made of like four or five good ass, sometimes 10, 12, as the Chick keeps going but most of the time four or five good ass running jokes and then uh a group of people that you want to see solve certain problems within that 30 minute period so as far as those though that box that sitcoms are in who's fucking with cheers dude (laughs) they fucking put it they put those boxes together and sometimes the whole one whole side of the box would fall out like when shelly long decided to leave they put kirstie ellie right they're like a football team they're like alabama cheers is like alabama (laughs) every year they find a way to just cobble together the best dudes and if they lose a dude to the nfl draft or like their whole start their whole group to the nfl they got someone's just as good coming down the pike they just plug and play and they do their thing like cheers is a well-oiled machine and and it's just like i said and even when it's not being that funny you know what i'm saying which is a, a lot because certain things have progressed certain uh, certain things i don't find that that interesting that they're doing but overall as an entertainment product especially one to put on in the background cheers is hard to beat man
1: yeah it is pretty great uh i i've that's one of those shows that when i've watched it it's always been like
0: why don't I watch this more? Like, I mean, just Carla, man. Just I would watch a show called Carla and Sam and Woody. And that's the <laughs> show. <laughs> I would watch Samuel. that show. But then they got all these other characters like fucking Norm and fucking Cliff and fucking yeah. Frasier. You know, and just, oh, man. They just, uh, yeah. And I'll just get it out of my way right now. My second one, I got to say, is Frazier. I can put on wow. Frasier in the background because it's a radio play. If you really oh. look at it, a lot of times they will do, you know, uh, they will do great looks. You know, they'll be like Niles will look at Fraser and Fraser will look at this, this. They'll be like, oh God, what should we do? And then they'll be doing so much with their eyes. There's a bunch of times that you have to be looking at Fraser and paying utter attention. But a lot of times it's just these melodies. They're just this the the this guy comes in with his pomposity. The dad comes in to smack him down. The fucking uh, housekeeper comes in to say something funny that's all off the wall as fuck. The phone rings. Frazier gets to be mean to somebody. The dad gets to be mean to him. Niles comes up because he's the person on the phone, says something mean to Frasier. It's just perfect, like, bing, 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 bing. And it's just, if you're just listening to it, it's like music. Like, they won, like, probably a billion writing Emmys. And it's because every second, there's almost, like, no wasted seconds in regards to, like, Those things are really dedicated to packing in the most amount of jokes they can about the most amount of things they can in the space of 30 minutes. That's what their mission is. And they go at it like that.
1: You know, it's so funny because none I've got to I've got to say, I don't think any of my comfort shows are comedies. That's crazy. Uh, Yeah. Most of my comfort shows are are you know action there's funny stuff in them but i wouldn't call them comedies there's a couple reality shows that i got into where now i'm just like enjoy watching them so we watched car sos it's wonderful it's a it's in england uh and these guys uh uh fuzz townsend and tim Shaw. fuzz is the mechanic Tim's the guy who finds the parts. They both work on the cars, though, because they're both mechanics and engineers and sort of that sort of thing. And what it is, is there's someone who's had something tragic happen in their dream car. Either they had it and it fell apart or they got it and were working on it and then weren't able to do it because something happened and they Mm -hmm. haven't been able to work on it and it's stored and falling apart. And then Tim and Fuzz show up and Fuzz talks like this and he's like, <laughs> I'm going to fix your car and it's going to be great. And uh, he's so lovable and wonderful. And Tim is like constantly trying to trick people. They've just got these little bits that they do mm-hmm. to get people like Tim's always trying to make deals. And and with the places that he's getting parts, uh, he'll do stuff to get for free. He'll pretend to steal things. It's like ridiculous. Mm-hmm. But, but he's, um, but it's, it literally, I cry at the end of every episode, pretty much. Oh, that's great. It's like, gets you every time. Cause you, when the, when the guy or the girl sees the car that they had been working on brought back to life, you can just see something in them that completely changes. And it's Beautiful. It's Mm -hmm. wonderful. And I love seeing stuff like that. And I guess that's a comfort thing, not because I could put it on in the background, but because I actually like what, how it makes me feel like excited for people and happy that someone's gotten a little bit of goodness in their lives when they've had so much horrible shit in their lives before that. So I think that's part of it. Um, Then I also... I'm just gonna knock out these three that I'm, that I'm talking uh, that I'm talking about. Then there's mm-hmm. uh, uh, the the glass blowing one, uh, Blown Away, it's called Blown Away. Uh, in it, first off, if you don't know much about uh, glass blowing, Ed, I have to let you know uh, the thing that they jam their pole into. It's called a glory hole. Of
0: course, it is.
1: And so the entire time, with straight faces, they're constantly saying. Oh, then now they've got a now they've really gotta work it in the glory hole <laughs> and stuff like that, but with complete straight faces. No one's saying <laughs> it as a sex joke, no one ever acknowledges that we're making dirty jokes.
0: I, one of one of my comfort things is sports, and they're doing the same thing. Oh, that guy gets his hands on a lot of balls. <laughs> oh, that guy. <laughs> There's a you can lot never of laugh stuff. At that. Nope. <laughs> straight face. No. Yeah, And like sometimes Doris really Burke will be like, handle bowls. Dude, sometimes Doris Burke will be like, oh man, when that guy comes, he's got to come hard or else it's not even worth the effort. You know what I mean? He's got to. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I love it. I love it. And at the same time, I also really love the art in that. That's one of those things where like mm. when you see people make these amazing glass objects mm-hmm. from like, literally blowing into a pipe and shaping it and doing all this crazy stuff. It's super impressive to me. So that's another show that I really like. And then, of course, there's the British Bake Off. Oh,
0: my God. You and my girlfriend. Oh, God, damn. God. damn. Jeez I, Louise with that show.
1: We've watched nine seasons of it. Oh, my God. <laughs> and I love every <laughs> single one of them.
0: Oh, my God.
1: Every single one.
0: Oh, God, you know what I, I I can't stand about it, and this is the hackest part. But obviously, my my Americanism just hates that that they're doing it for free. I hate it. I hate it so much. Like all oh, I that didn't even pressure they were doing it for free. All that pressure. All that fucking consternation, having to go to fucking baking boot camps with a bunch of other fucking losers, is they don't get paid anything. It's just for the joy of fucking baking. That's oh. what they're doing all that for. That's what they're going through all that pressure for. That's why they're having fucking Paul Hollywood and the, and the Crypt Keeper talk about their fucking cakes and tell them that this was okay, but then you fucked up this part. Meanwhile, the thing took 67 parts to do. You fucked up on two of them, and now... They're just going to cut together some reel of you sucking for that round. It's too much to be
1: doing for no
0: money. And that I didn't part is paid
1: me. to be at least on the show.
0: What's the last time you saw? Somebody, even when they win, do they bring out a big check? Does everybody jump around? Does everybody go? My life has changed because I won this. No, because their life didn't
1: you're in A bake <laughs> shop or whatever. Cause you're semi famous from the show or whatever, but
0: you better, oh, damn, you, ever, you better have that, that, that. bitch now
1: open I've, already. Now you've, my, now you've ruined my comfort show. Ed?
0: Well, what did you think? Like I said, they never
1: talked about it. I never about thought it. about it, Ed. I didn't think about it. I thought they, oh, they're, they're they're doing something good for them, or they're at least <sighs> getting paid to be on the show, like an episode or, or something like that. Like actors get paid, no free. Uh, as
0: fuck? I, I mean, I, I bet they're getting that. I mean, come on, you're taking these people away from their fucking families. So you I bet you they're getting like, yeah. I bet, but it's like so fucking cake. Jury duty is what you're watching. You're watching Cake Jury Duty. They got a stipend for the for the hours that they're going to get off of their dumb jobs and be away from their families, and they have the opportunity to be crowned best free-ass baker. But you know what I'm saying? So it's like, I bet you they get paid to be on TV, but to get some stipend, a daily you know, allowance, and they get the, the money you would get to be on TV for the same amount of time or whatever, it can't be free. But there's no money prize for doing all that baking. There's no money prize.
1: Wow. Well, you know, yeah, it says here there's no prize money on the Great British Baking Show. However, the bakers can actually monetize their popularity outside the show. Some of your face make bank on Instagram sponsored posts, paid column for publications, and the ever elusive cookbook deal or personal TV show. So Mm -hmm. if you think about it, um, that's actually even worse. Like you basically are a fantastic baker, and if you know anything about baking, by the way, to become the kind of baker that these guys that actually win a contest like this takes decades of work. Mm-hmm. Most of the time, it takes a lot of work to be good at baking, and then, and then now you're an Instagram model. Basically, <laughs> you gotta have
0: you gotta have a OnlyFans, Only Cakes. It's like. <laughs> You got to look at these sexy cakes for $3.9 oh, a month. Man.
1: Now, I don't know how I'm going to watch it. I'm still going to watch it.
0: It matter. <laughs> no, I mean, those people are very pure hearted. I mean, I was kind of being facetious when I was like, it sucks that they're not making any money. Because honestly, that one is probably the best competition um, that there is because they're not going, if I win this, I'll be able to it. it isn't like i'm yeah. baking for the purpose of getting the money to change my life it's yeah. i'm baking to show that i'm the best baker period and it's like yeah. that's so pure you know you know how many people yeah. would be playing and basketball to try to be the best basketball player a lot less than if they know they're going to get to be millionaires if they become the best basketball player
1: yeah and a lot of people are like they're really supportive of each other too it's one of those ones where like they're, they're like always trying to help each other out. And if something goes wrong, someone tries to jump in and help them out, help, you know, help another baker out and stuff like that. I never felt like there's this cutthroat, I got mm-hmm. to be, I got to be, I got to destroy those, my competitors type of attitude, which that's, I hate more than anything. That's why I never liked any of the t- tattoo shows. It's always like, yeah, well, I just put them off their game by calling them names and making them feel like shit because I'm out to win. <laughs> I don't, you know what's I don't like you know you.
0: you know what's fucking hilarious i did used to watch those shows and that's the difference between you and me but i i gotta say i didn't like those parts and i definitely didn't like all of the uh the undo like hazing they would put on people for like doing stuff that's basically better than 87 percent of people in the continental united states or whatever could do and they would just be like look at this piece of shit and they were talking about like things that were going to be on people's bodies forever and they were like look at this piece of, this is fucking terrible bro it's like and then and then like especially at the end when they would have like a whole bunch of time to do a canvas a canvas these people they'd have a whole bunch of time to draw on these people so they'd have like 36 hours and they would just go take a summer and do and come back and the guy would have like a a dragon fucking an eagle fucking a snake fucking a <laughs> griffin on his back <laughs> and, and super they were realistic right and they'd be like yeah but you see the stripes of the tiger don't go with the concavity of the blab but it's goobity blah 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 and then you can see, see the person who got this tattoo they start to get shook they're just like no it's awesome it is i, I really <laughs> like it i don't understand I really, I really like it and by the end they're just hugging their tattoo artist and going you're the best man fuck what these guys are talking about and you know they're gonna go home being like oh my fucking god <laughs> i have a bunch of bullshit all over my body <laughs> <laughs> this is terrible. <laughs> I mean, it's oh, so man. funny to me dude
1: <laughs> the, you want to like, uh... <laughs> get me to watch a real tattoo show it's just people who aren't good at drawing doing tattoos. <laughs> <laughs> and aren't gentle
0: dude dude okay so check it out check it out this Have is me the show
1: i'm gonna do i'm gonna do a tattoo
0: dude no you <laughs> could do this show this is the show check it out so people identify their childhood bullies and they get to, and they pose as tattoo artists and they get to do a <laughs> tattoo on their childhood bully. And uh after the tattoo is done, the guy gets a 10 second head start. <laughs> 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 oh. Oh, shit.
1: oh, that sounds great. Hey, why is my head hurting so much? I wanted the tattoo <laughs> on my shoulder. Oh, keep your eyes closed. Just keep your eyes closed. It happens sometimes. <laughs> I feel like you're tattooing my head. No, 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 I would never do that. It's a piece, piece of shit on the side of their head.
0: <laughs> I, feel, I feel like you're tattooing my head. No, I'm not. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, the, yeah, the bully I, has to be strapped in and numbed all over their body.
1: <laughs> in this flower show, and I never got into that one. Yeah, we've watched the tattoo one. Oh, the one we did like was the body painting one. I forgot the name of that one.
0: Oh, uh, yeah. That one was too. Body, body Wars or something.
1: <laughs> yeah, something like that. <laughs> they they made a lot of d- d- dirty jokes there, too. But that one was like... The other thing about that one, though, that was also a little too much of the... Oh, I'm just so much better than that person. I can't believe they did did better than me. Or, mm-hmm. you know... Oh, mm-hmm. This is ridiculous. I don't even know why these people are in this competition. I'm clearly the, the best person here. You know, like...
0: This well, attitude. the thing that... The thing that bothers me about that shit is like when when you're the best at something super niche, it's like okay, like even the best the best comic book artist probably pound for pound as far as like if you got a sketch from him it cost a billion dollars is probably Jim Lee right now, and he is famous to like ten percent of people, maybe. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? He's, like, famous and, like, revered to, like, maybe 10% of people. So, like, some of these guys are like, oh, I'm the best, swing, and, and comics have taken over the fucking world. Comics and manga have taken over the world, and Jim Lee's the best one, and he's famous to about 10% of people. Yeah, this motherfucker is screaming about how he's the illest body painter you know yeah, what I'm saying it's exactly. like how much smaller scale is body painting than comics you know what I'm saying so it's like when you're the I'm, I'm the best fucking Ritz cracker sculptor in this here town it, it just sounds so fucking stupid it does when happen. they try to talk shit
1: yeah like good for you man go paint a body you fucking weirdo
0: it's like, I right, man, I get all the crevices and stuff, man. You can, you ever seen somebody try to be the She Hulk, but under the titties ain't right? Nope. I'll lift them puppies up and I get that green up under there. So even if they start sweating, there's still enough green for it to be the She Hulk for real, man. I'm the best body painter there is.
1: I think there was a guy who sounds just like that on that show. So I don't <laughs> so remember correctly. He also had like dark hair, but he sort of looked like the, the guy Fieri. Like a oh, black-haired wow. version of Guy Fieri.
0: Wow. You know, the
1: goatee and the fucking big spiky hair and more of the flamey shirts and stuff. He was an idiot. He was very good at body painting, though. I will admit it. Uh, like, I don't know what that means, though. So
0: Bodies paint and dyes.
1: Yeah. <laughs> but I enjoyed it for a little while until it got a little too competition-y. I like this. I like to look at the art stuff. I guess that stuff really can hit me sometimes. Is anything where you help somebody out um, or or you show off a really cool skill, which is also leads me to my other comfort show. <laughs> Strangely, but let me expand upon it once I say it. Criminal Minds. Mm. Um, I, I love get criminal that. minds Because uh, it is really smart people solving problems. And I love every show where really smart people solve problems. Numbers, Criminal Minds, Monk, House.
0: Did show. you watch Scorpion?
1: <laughs> oh, no, I didn't. But I wanted to watch that because I, I heard I would like it. But yeah, that's the type of thing I love. Psych. Oh, are you kidding me? I used to love Psych. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Burn Notice. Those, those were shows that I used to really love watching. But I don't put them in the background as much as I put Criminal Minds. And the background. And I think because Criminal Minds is one of those ones where every once in a while you look up and be like, oh, they're going to say some smart shit about some some bad guy. And you're like, oh, okay. Oh, yeah, that's <laughs> creepy. That's terrible. And then, Well,
0: I was going to say, allow me to psychologize your choice of Criminal Minds because not only is it a person, uh, smart people, a solving crime show. It's also um, they always get their guy you know what I mean? Like that that's a big deal in those shows. There isn't some, oh, he got away and he killed five nuns on his way out and he jumped in a spaceship and we'll never catch him and we suck. That's never the ending of any of nope. those shows ever at all. They catch him and most likely they shoot him a bu- shoot him a bunch in a way that they're totally justified to do because the dude's always doing something superhumanly evil at the time. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's he's not just sort of being like I'm running. I got my back to you. Don't shoot me in my back. It's always like he's got a machete and the president's daughter, her eye is four, four millil- millimeters from the blade. And then yeah. they just unload on him and blow him into a, into a boat that's also exploding. And yeah, <laughs> yeah
1: they do yeah, that. that they, they do do that. They also catch them and bring them to jail sometimes, too. So Yeah, yeah.
0: occasionally. Occasionally.
1: Occasionally. <laughs> That's what the they only do good. that if they need to catch another bad guy that they're related to, or something like that.
0: Uh, yeah, those motherfuckers do. Those yeah. do more smoking than a barbecue joint.
1: Is all, is yes, they yes, they do. Absolutely. Uh, and uh, so, I really, and really, really enjoy putting on Criminal Minds in the background. Uh, it's just, it's simple, it's fun problem solving. There's some creepy shit happening, you know. You got to enjoy a little creepy shit from time to time, a little serial killer action, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't you know what I I think that's
0: that may be where I go a foul of all that shit cuz I I can't I can't do it. And it isn't even about like being squeamish about killing like I watch John Wick kill a billion people. I don't really give a fuck because the narrative has made those people be totally worth killing. I never like to see – I mean, probably my favorite episodes of something like Criminal Minds are where, like, I have a chick. She is buried in noodle snakes in a a Taiwanese alley, but you don't know which alley, and I'll never tell you. And also, she may be in Vermont, so you have 24 hours, blah, blah, blah. And it's like they got to fucking find the killer so so the killer can tell them where the buried chick is, and then they got to get noodle snake anti-venom. To fucking throw on the chick after they pull her out of the pool and all this different bullshit. They got all these tasks they have to do to make sure that she's okay and to make sure that the shit is cool. And I love that. First aspect thing you have to do it. is
1: analyze what kind of person he is and why he's doing what he's he's doing or she's doing. Very right. Rarely, is she, by the way, usually it's a dude, <laughs> which is reasonable because there are mostly men who are serial killers. There are there are women who are serial killers, and some of them were heinously scary. Uh, But I love that sort of thing uh, For the show I love when they solve the problem They're like well he He's doing it this way Why is he doing it this way Oh His dog was mean to him once <laughs> <laughs> and now Any houses that have dogs he goes and murders that family <laughs> You know or whatever it is was mean to him. <laughs> Every once in a while, though, they'll do something so, so outlandish that you're like, okay, calm down on that. Like one time, they, <laughs> had to, they had to figure out someone's password so they could get all the correct information. And if they didn't open it up, they, the lady would die. And so the guy looks around the room and he's analyzing the room. And then he <laughs> says, try this one. And it doesn't work. And he looks around the room a little bit more. Let's try this one. You know he's got like four, five tries, and on the fourth try he gets it, because he figured out from looking at all the books and the different things what this guy would put as his password. It's like, okay, <laughs> chill out. <laughs> that guy's a computer I, guy. You know what he's gonna put as a password? He's gonna put X L Z seven two four five nine eight B at Jack one two <laughs> minus five. And you're never going <laughs> to guess it. <because> that's <laughs> impossible. That's, that's what he's going to do.
0: Oh, that's what a decent computer, computer person would do.
1: In whatever building she's in. And yeah. you guys are going to be unhappy. That's what's going to happen.
0: <laughs> I have caught my girl watching certain CSI shows. And I'm like, uh, bro, I fucking can't stand it. And my girl does it. And I just feel like it like ages me. And I don't like it. <laughs> I don't like it. It makes me mad. It, it makes enough. me fucking mad. Uh although what, is, what like, is
1: something you do like, Ed? What is another what is something you watch where you're like this is this is the stuff that makes me feel relaxed. And you actually pay attention to it, maybe. Yeah. Any movies? Any other movies that pop in your head? You said aliens. Is there anything else?
0: Um, well, everybody knows my, my proclivity to watch Jackie Brown, especially when I'm down. I just yeah. love to watch that lady win the money. Uh, as far as other movies I really don't have that many I think I try to oh I watch Boogie Nights and, and I think that that's a fucking wild one to be a comfort movie for a person That is
1: <laughs> completely wild that is the most I had to stop watching that movie I was like in the middle of the movie and was like what the fuck this is so depressing nothing Good is happening in any of these people's lives, and they're all <laughs> losers. Now I so feel bad about jacking off the porn. I think I love
0: it for all I'm of just those gonna, points.
1: I'm just fast forward to this giant dick and get this out of the <laughs> way,
0: dude. I really. What <laughs> is this giant dick? Who are you, Doris Burke? No, but I. I... <laughs> Uh, I I really feel like um, that movie is just so illuminating of like, I think it's the people that you see who appear to be living the life, right? Because if you think about porn, the reason why so many people in porn get into fucking drugs is A, most people don't choose porn, porn chooses them. That's number one with a bullet, okay? There's certain people who get a certain amount of damage or experience, good or bad, with some of these things, and they decide that that's the way they want to go. Damage or experience, no matter how you want to take it, how you want to quantify it, they get down that lane and they go, this is relatively easy and I like to do it, and it can be lucrative if I play it right for the five years that I'm looking the best I can look. So yeah. let's do this. And they go at it and they do it to the best of their ability. And then there are people who are just getting pimped and they're one step from being a street hooker or whatever, or yeah. one or step down for being a street hooker because they're in like horrible porns where people are like dumping stuff on their head and all this kind of crap. So the bottom line is nowadays we see porn for what it is a viable thing that you can go into as long as you have your fucking eyes open. But back in those days, it was, no. bro, you get to fuck for money, ching, and nobody understood that that people were putting, uh, fucking, you know, formaldehyde in their dicks to make them hard because they fucked fifty-two chicks that day. But dudes get paid like three dollars, and chicks get paid like a thousand. So like the dudes have to do a billion shoots to make uh, to make enough money to live. And if they're if you don't feel like fucking that day or dick not working, well, guess what? You got the Viagra of your day, some some Singapore dick medicine you know what i'm saying that they throw on you in 1970 something you know what i'm saying so you got you some non-fda approved creatine bullshit pumped into your dick with a needle or something so you can fuck your fifth but it's just that lifestyle we thought it was so cool and that movie is one of the few that like shows that like it isn't that fucking cool people are getting yeah. fucked over and exploited and they're doing the whims of these old fat men who don't even fuck anymore you know what I'm saying? Those are the dudes who are running these fuck empires. These old fat men who don't even fuck anymore. To, and it's to like make
1: billions of dollars.
0: You yeah. know what I'm saying? It's and it's just and like the and, and the way that making a billion dollars changed from having to go to a movie theater and having to watch a story to watch somebody you know get sex to just turn on the videotape. People are fucking instantly. No story. No intrigue. No nothing. There was something about like those dudes thinking that they were artists. Those like yeah. porn makers of back in the days. And compared to what's now, they were artists. Compared to the porns now, those guys were artists. They had, they, they had the set dressers. They had set dressers. They had complicated lighting rigs. They were shooting on film. Can you imagine shooting a fucking porno on film? Film, dude. Yeah. Film. <laughs> so they're shooting porns on film. It's yeah, just yeah. crazy. So it's like it's almost to me. Boogie Nights is almost a science fiction movie <laughs> because you know what I mean. Because there's so much shit outside of my experience, including having a big Johnson. Oh, but like it, it's just you know if there's so many things that are outside of anybody's experience, and then once you get to experience what those guys' lives were back then, it wasn't even that cool. And it's got this Busby Berkeley thing to it. You know what I mean? It's got this and and it's got an arc. You can see where it's going. It's a movie that is is very lengthy. Ah, the, there's a lot of girth to the movie. Word, ah! word
1: wordplay ah! intended. Oh, wordplay God. intended.
0: Damn it! The movie is just it's 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 a big long movie. Damn it! And you can put it on and do a bunch of shit during Look, the day.
1: It was it was hard to watch. I'll admit, very hard to watch. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but... <laughs>
1: we're so fucking immature dude we're the yeah, most yeah immature we're like people. ridiculous <laughs>
0: um
1: okay cool all right
0: uh but let me do one uh, let me do an uplifting tv that i watch i watch okay. um i did go through a golden golden girls phase a little while ago and Beautiful. if you're just feeling like watching some straight up this is how you do it television Golden Girls is it. And they're pretty fucking progressive and shit. I don't want to sound like one of these oh beta just JW's, but the way that they talked and thought about most things that we are still talking and thinking about right now. They were on the right side of history on like ninety nine point nine percent of issues and shit. And yeah, yeah they didn't bump into that many black folks, but when they did, they didn't shun them or treat them weird. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It was like it was a really interesting show. And and these the lives of these ladies when they're in their late fifties going into their sixties and their their fears about how their lives have changed from when they were young, and then the, them having to take care of an elder themselves and all that different type of shit. It was really, it's really a, a key television moment and time. So, if people haven't seen it at all, or they think it's just, oh, that's what your grandma used to watch, and it's dumb, give it a gander. It's it it you know, it's just a great piece of television writing. I guess that's where me being kind of a TV and film nerd in regards to writing come in. Like, find me uh, shows with better. Find me five shows with better laughs per minute and the, the 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 snappiness of what these chicks are saying and and find me a show where the where the where the jokes come more from character. Every joke you don't you a Dorothy joke isn't the same as a Rose joke, isn't the same as a Blanche joke, isn't the same as a Sophia joke. They all tell different types of jokes. They all it isn't just you don't just hear the typewriter clicking when they're talking, even though their shit is just like pow
1: pow pow pow.
0: You know what it was what mean?
1: very, uh, very distinct on the characters that they, the, the each character mm-hmm. had their own distinct personality and their own distinct tone to their voices. It's not like the Gilmore Girls, which I enjoyed. I enjoyed the Gilmore Girls. Don't do not get me wrong, but everybody talks the same in the Gilmore Girls. They all talk with the fast thing, mm-hmm. and that's mm-hmm. every dude, every girl, every guy, and they all mm-hmm. say it in the same cadence. Mm-hmm. And that is not in great. That's not. It's not as good as it could be. It's still good. Still great writing. Still funny. Still still like some nice poignant moments. But they all were the same thing. And and I don't think that's necessarily great. So, and the Golden Girls were never that.
0: So as we round out here, what – okay. If you had to nominate one thing that you had to watch, you have to watch it for like I'd say a month straight. You have to watch this and you can't watch anything else. What York would now. that thing be? Oh, yeah. Well, let's talk about it. Okay, yours is Supernatural. And 100%. why is it fucking <laughs>
1: Supernatural? Well, okay. So here's the thing. I think this is one of those things where, like, I feel like when I really think about it, it's a good show, by the way. It, it, it is a good show. And there's more good in it than bad out of 15 seasons. And that mm-hmm. is insanely impressive if you think about it. Mm-hmm. But more than anything, I think it's because n- it's unexpected to be good. It's it's mm. almost like because it's such a surprisingly well written show on a station that never has well written shows, or even if it is well written, it's well written in such a formulaic way that it's kind of boring. This mm. breaks all of those rules, all the rules that that um, that WB. And then CW adopted when it turned into CW does not exist in Supernatural. They kind of because they got such an a, a rabid fan base, they were allowed to just kind of do whatever they wanted to do. And they did a bunch of weird, weird shows like one time Dean gets a, a, a haunted by a ghost that makes him afraid of everything. Dean is like the manliest manly man He listens Mm. to hard rock. He drives an Impala. He fixes the Impala. He's good with guns and martial arts and he's a badass. You know what I mean? He's like screams at cheese in this episode and it's hilarious. Like there's all these different things that they do within the show that is super enjoyable and super fun, but also like really dramatic and super cheesy sometimes. Like they just, did this great mix. And also it's two brothers and family issues and making your own family and like all these different things that really hit me in a very specific way that just worked for me. And it's in my favorite genre of sort of, uh, uh you know, fantasy, I guess, technically a little bit of horror as well. Normally I'm not a big horror guy, but this like just slots into there well enough for me to have a great time. So,
0: yeah, so like I think if I were to psychologize that, you wish that you could go on an adventure like that with your brother, and have them have your back, and then you guys go through all these different adventures, and you know that there's always going to be somebody to back you up and to to like fight the evils and make sure that you win because you always got somebody there to watch your back. You know what I mean? Absolutely,
1: uh, dude. You're making me choke up a little bit. Honestly, that's a hundred percent probably what it is because that's very important to me. Like, and uh, you know, it's the same thing. I kind of feel like with friends too. Like, the the people I really care about, I want to have adventures with them, and I want to back them up, and I expect them, and think that they'll back me up too. And that's, I think that's a beautiful thing. I think, I think that's a big par- portion of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also love that it's. When you th- when you really look at this story, all the main characters are characters who are supposed to be a certain way, and they buck that certain way and do things in a different way because they think it's the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, especially at the end of it, that you know, even though the last episode was not great, uh, the penultimate episode was perfect. It was like really told uh, the story of. Dean, who is expected to get bloody and destroy everything and kill everything, using his brain to make things better. And Sam, who's expected to turn against his brother because he's been unhappy for most of his life and didn't really even want to be in this life, doesn't do that. He just works together with people he's cared about and the family that he's made. And like all these different characters who did the Mm -hmm. same type of thing. Uh, Castiel is an angel who is supposed to do God's bidding, but it turns out God's a fucking dick. <laughs> he's gonna have to stand up against God, which is crazy. Wow.
0: Right? Yeah. Like
1: there's all these great stories in it. Um, and it starts off super small. That's the other thing, is like you would think that they would not be able to escalate through fifteen seasons, but they were able to escalate in a way that was like ridiculous at times, but also like still grounded enough that you had a good time with it. So mm. I, well, I I love that joke.
0: That's a that's a great choice, and I, I think, I think I, I think mine changes too much to where I think I could have a hellish time with almost any show if I had to watch it alone for a whole month. I think what I would probably try to do is pick an impenetrable show. Like I've started watching Letterkenny, and we're gonna probably have Travis Clark on to talk about it either on the main feed or on the Patreon at least. because uh, it might be it might be a little bit too niche to put on the main feed. But Letterkenny, I've recently discovered it on Hulu as the whitest shit in the history of the planet Earth, full stop. <laughs> okay. It, okay. It's it's the whitest thing I've ever encountered. It's about uh, 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 can, deep the in the hit, deep in the hit country, Canadians who are—they're uh, just these all these wordsmiths. You talked about earlier that uh, there was a show where people just all talked alike. This show doesn't suffer from that so much as all of these people. You can see their shared lineage in this town. And that allows you to be okay with all of them talking more or less alike. But then uh, within that, all of them talk different because they're different characters. But like, there's this guy, Wayne. He's really cool. He's a really cool guy. And he's like, like almost like a cool robot. He's always got these squinty eyes. And he's always like, you're yeah, yeah, chilling out with your friends the other day. And that's how he talks. And he's the coolest guy in the whole show. And that's how he talks. So then there's this guy named uh, Squirrely Dan. And Squirrely Dan's Squirly Dans puts S's and words that don't belong, you know. So like he'll be talking <laughs> about uh, you know, this this lady she's trying to become a lawyer, you know. It's so dense with language and wordplay and all these different running bits that they have, that I think if that if I had to watch that for just a whole month and just keep watching and watching it every time I had to watch anything, I would still be able to pick up something. Because I would hear a new joke that I had missed before, or different, stuff. and I wish people who know Letterkenny are screaming at their shit right now, being like, "Dude, yeah, the way that they do this, the way that they do that, they got all these fifty-seven. There's twenty billion different jokes that they have. They have probably ten or twelve running jokes, and then they'll have uh, recurring scenarios, and then they'll have these recurring like styles of scenes that they'll do. Okay. So it's like, so it's like." The overall effect is you're watching the same thing over and over and over again, but it's the same because these people's lives of this town are the same, not because the imagination of the of the authors of the show is low so and you can see all the places of the mind that these people go. There' are these small town people who' probably never been four hundred miles this way or five hundred miles that way. But they have these rich inner lives because they got the internets, you know, yeah. and they got all these different things where they can learn stuff. And they have surprisingly progressive attitudes because they're can- Canadian still for people who like have fights with Na- with Native Americans every now and again on the show. It's an interesting show. Even if you don't like it, when you watch it, you know that you've seen a piece of art. So i I watched something like that. And last things last, I think if I'm watching something I can totally understand and I've seen before and I think I can watch all the episodes. I'll take, I'll take up to when Danny, uh, up to when Donald Glover left Community, the first season to the end of Community, I could watch that shit all day. Okay, I can watch cool. that shit all day. It's very comforting. I like all the t- styles jokes in it. Uh, fucking uh, Jeff Winger and and his Randy crew. There's a reason that show kept getting rescued because the fan base is just they never saw a, a collection of people in a scenario like that, that fit together so well. And they did so much cool shit with uh, it launched careers. It's just a great piece of art. So wherever you find community, you could check that out. And you could, if you like it, man, you could watch that shit for a month, bro. Agreed, Very good. Agreed. Try. So there you go. It. Comfort. That was it.
1: We covered if comfort stuff is the greatest. And well, you know, while we didn't discuss, why it's the greatest or not the greatest. I think it's one of those things where like I, I I don't think it's the greatest, but I do think it's important. I think it's important that we have stuff like that, because while you can enjoy things on an intense level and really look at a thing every once in a while, it's OK to just chill out and enjoy something that you're watching. But there's
0: an active participation with you when you're just like first watching a mystery. Like uh, I think Lon, we had Lon on last week, and he was saying that he liked to watch Zodiac as a comfort movie. And I was like, what the fuck? But in that movie, there is no mystery for you to solve because they never find out who the Zodiac killer is. So there's no active watching of it you can look up every now and again and see a beautifully framed shot from david fincher so i think that's i think that type of stuff is is great for comfort and i do think that as far as you being comfortable with a piece of art that that part is the greatest i think more people should watch more art so they can find more things to be comfortable with i think that would be a great way to be So thank you guys for listening to another episode of The Greatest Pod. Thank you guys for also supporting our Patreon. It's an honor to service you people. So thank you guys for listening to another comforting episode of The Greatest Pod.